and welcome to Geek Freaks. This is our Halloween special. We will be going over our top five stories from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Instead of only listening and talking about the stories, we'll read them to you. We hope you enjoy this and have a happy and safe Halloween. is just delicious from scary stories three more tales to chill your bones george flint loved to eat each day at noon he closed his camera shop for two hours and went home for a big lunch with his wife mina george was a bully and mina was a timid woman who did everything he asked because she was afraid of him on his way home for lunch one day, George stopped at the butcher shop and bought a pound of liver. He loved liver. He would have Mina cook it for dinner that night. Despite all his complaints about her, she was a very good cook. While George ate his lunch, Mina told him that a rich old woman in town had died. Her body was in the church next door. It was an open coffin. Anyone who wanted to go see her could. As usual, George was not interested in what Mina had to say. I've got to go back to work, he told her. After he left, Mina began to cook the liver. She added vegetables and spices and simmered it all afternoon, just the way George liked it. When she thought it was done, she cut off a small piece and tasted it. It was delicious. The best she ever had. She ate a second piece, then a third. It was so good, she could not stop eating it. It was only when the liver was all gone that she thought of George. He would be coming home soon. What would he do if he found that she had eaten all of the liver? Some men would laugh, but not George. He would be angry and mean. And she did not want to face him again. But where could she get another piece of liver that late in the day? Then she remembered the old woman lying in the church next door, waiting to be buried. George said he had never had a better dinner. Have some liver, Mina, he said. It's just delicious. I'm not hungry, she said. You finish it. That night, after George had fallen asleep, Mina sat in bed trying to read, but all she could do was think about what she had done. Then she thought she heard a woman's voice. Who has my liver? It asked. Who has it? Was it her imagination? Was she dreaming? Now the voice was closer. Who has my liver? It asked. Who has it? Mina wanted to run. No, she whispered. I don't have it. I don't have it, Lily. Now the voice was right next to her. Who has my liver? Who has it? Mina froze with terror. She pointed to George. He does, she said. He has it. Suddenly, the lights went out. And George screamed and screamed.
Number four is Sounds. This is from the second book, More Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. The house was near the beach. It was a big old place where nobody had lived for years. From time to time, somebody would force open a window or a door and spend the night there, but never longer. Three fishermen, caught in the storm, took shelter there one night. With some dry wood they found inside, they made a fire in the fireplace. They lay down on the floor and tried to get some sleep, but none of them slept that night. First, they heard footsteps upstairs. It sounded like there were several people moving back and forth, back and forth. When one fisherman called out, Who's up there? The footsteps stopped. Then they heard a woman scream. The scream turned into a groan and died away. Blood began to drip from the ceilings into the room where the fishermen huddled. A small red pool formed on the floor and soaked into the wood. A door upstairs crashed shut. And again the woman screamed. Not me! She cried. It sounded as if she was running, her high heels tapping wildly down the hall. I'll get you! A man shouted, and the floor shook as he chased her. Then, silence. There wasn't a sound until the man who had shouted it began to laugh. Long pearls of horrible laughter filled the house. It went on and on until the fishermen thought they would go mad. When finally it stopped, the fishermen heard someone coming down the stairs, dragging something heavy that bumped on each step. They heard him drag it through the front hall and out the front door. The door was open, then it slammed shut. Again, silence. Suddenly, a flash of lightning filled the house with a green blaze of light. A ghastly face stared at the fisherman from the hallway. Then came a crash of thunder. Terrified, they ran into the storm. Number 3. One Sunday morning from more scary stories to tell in the dark. Ida always went to the 7 o'clock Sunday morning service at her church. Usually she heard the clanging of church bells while she was eating breakfast. But this morning she heard them while she was still in bed. Well that means I'm late, she thought. Ida jumped out of her bed, quickly dressed, and left without eating or looking at the clock. It was still dark outside, but it usually was dark at this time of year. Ida was the only one on the street. The only sound she heard were the clatter of her shoes on the pavement. Everybody must already be in church, she thought. Ida took a shortcut through the cemetery. Then she quietly slipped into church and found a seat. The service had already begun. When she caught her breath, Ida looked around. The church was filled with people she had never seen before. But the woman next to her did look familiar. Ida smiled at her. It's Josephine Kerr, she thought. But she's dead. She died months ago. Suddenly, Ida felt uneasy. 
She looked around again. As her eyes began to adjust to the dim light, Ida saw some skeletons in suits and dresses. This is a service of the dead, Ida thought. Everybody here is dead except me. Ida noticed some of them were staring at her. They looked angry, as if she had no business there. Josephine Kerr leaned toward her and whispered, Leave right after the benediction if you care for your life. When the service came to an end, the minister gave his blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you, he said. Ida grabbed her coat and walked quickly toward the door. When she heard footsteps behind her, she glanced back. Several of the dead were coming towards her. Others were getting up to join them. The Lord lift you up, his countenance to you, the minister went on. Ida was so frightened she began to run. Out the door she ran, with a pack of shrieking ghosts on her heels. Get out! One of them screamed. Another shouted, Look along here! And ripped her coat away. As Ida ran through the cemetery, a third grabbed the hat from her head. Don't come back! And shook its arms at her. By the time Ida reached the street, the sun was rising and the dead were disappearing. Did this really happen? Ida asked herself. Or have I been dreaming? That afternoon, one of Ida's friends brought over her coat and hat, or what was left of them. They had been found in the cemetery, torn to shreds. Number two is a classic, but a short one. From Scary Stories 3, More Tales to Chill Your Bones, this is The Red Spot. While Ruth slept, a spider crawled across her face. It stopped for several minutes on her left cheek, then went on its way. What is this red spot on my cheek? she asked herself. What is this red spot on my cheek? she asked her mother the next morning. Well, it looks like a spider bite, her mother said. It will go away, just don't scratch at it. Soon the small red spot grew into a small red boil. Look now, Ruth said. It's getting bigger, it's sore. That's something, her mother said. It's coming to a head. In a few days, the boil was even larger. Look at it now, Ruth said. It hurts and it's ugly. Well, we'll have the doctor look at it, her mother said. Maybe it's infected. But the doctor could not see Ruth until the next day. That night, Ruth took a hot bath. As she soaked herself, the boil burst. Out poured a swarm of tiny spiders from the eggs their mother had laid in her cheek. Number one is possibly the most famous story from the franchise. It is my number one and Squeaks' is number one. And it's from Scary Stories 3, More Tales to Chill, to Chill Your Bones. This is Harold. When it got hot in the valley, Thomas and Alfred drove their cows up to a cool green pasture 
in the mountains to graze. Usually they stayed there with the cows for two months. Then they brought them down to the valley again. The work was easy enough, but oh, it was boring. All day, the two men tended their cows. At night, they went back to a tiny hut where they lived. They ate supper, worked in the garden, and went to sleep. It was always the same. Then Thomas had an idea that changed everything. Let's make a doll the size of a man, he said. It will be fun to make and we could, you know, put in the garden to scare the crows. It should look like Harold, Alfred said. Harold was a farmer they both hated. They made the doll out of old sacks stuffed with straw. They gave it a pointy nose like Harold, tiny eyes like his. Then they added dark hair and twisted frown. Of course, they also gave it Harold's name. Each morning, on the way to the pasture, they tied Harold to a pole in the garden to scare away the birds. Each night, they brought him inside so he wouldn't get ruined if it rained. When they were feeling playful, they would talk to him. One of them would say, How are the vegetables growing today, Harold? Then the other, making believe he was Harold, would answer in some crazy voice, Oh, very slowly. They both would laugh, but not Harold. Whenever something went wrong, they took it out on Harold. They would curse at him, even kick him, or punch him. Sometimes one of them would take the food they were eating, which they both were sick of, and smear it on the doll's face. How do you like the stew, Harold? He asked. Well, you better eat it, or else... Then the two men would howl with laughter. One night, after Thomas had wiped Harold's face with food, Harold grunted. Oh, did you hear that? Alfred asked. It was Harold, Thomas said. I was watching him when it happened. I can't believe it. How could he grunt? Alfred asked. He's just a sack of straw. It's not possible. Let's throw him in the fire, Thomas said. And that will be that. Let's not do anything stupid, said Alfred. We don't know what's going on. When we move the cows down, we'll leave him behind for now. Let's just keep our eye on him. So they left Harold sitting in a corner of the hut. They didn't talk to him or take him outside anymore. Now and then the dog grunted. But that was all. After a few days, they decided there was really nothing to be afraid of. Maybe a mouse or something, insects had gotten inside of Harold and were making those sounds. So Thomas and Alfred went back to their old ways. Each morning, they put Alfred out in the garden, and each night, they brought him back into the hut. When they felt playful, they joked with him. When they felt mean, they treated him badly as ever. Then, one night, Alfred noticed something that frightened him. Harold is groaning, he said. I was thinking the same thing, Thomas said. Maybe it's our imagination, Alfred replied. We have been up here in these mountains for too long. The next morning, while they were eating, Harold stood up and walked out of the hut. He climbed up the roof and trotted back and forth, like a horse on his hind legs. All day and all night long, he trotted like that. In the morning, Harold climbed down and stood in the far corner of the pasture. The men had no idea 
what to do next. They were afraid. They decided to take the cows into the valley the same day. When they left, Harold was nowhere in sight. They felt as if they had escaped a great danger and began joking and singing. But when they had gone only a mile or two, they realized they had forgotten to bring the milking stool. Neither one wanted to go back, but the stool would cost a lot to replace. There really is nothing to be afraid of, they told one another. After all, what could a doll do? They drew straws to see which one would go back, and it was Thomas. When Alfred came to the rise of the path, he looked back for Thomas. He did not see him anywhere, but he did see Harold. Harold, the doll, was on the roof of the hut again. As Alfred watched, Harold kneeled down and stretched out a bloody skin to dry in the sun. We want to thank you guys for joining us for this Halloween special of Geek Freaks. We have multiple episodes coming out this week. On Wednesday is going to be a, a new interview with Ty of RD Mars. And on Friday, we'll have a brand new Trek Freaks for you. Thank you again for joining me. Please stay safe and have fun out there. Bye. Shivers down your spine Shrieking skulls will shock your soul Seal your doom tonight Spooky scary skeletons Speak with such a screech You'll shake and shudder in surprise When you hear these zombies shriek We're so sorry skeletons You're so misunderstood You only want to socialize But I don't think we should The spooky scary skeleton Shout startling shrilly screams They'll sneak from their sarcophagus And just won't leave you be